So has it been shocking to you that your grief has been harder than you thought? That it's taking so much longer than you ever imagined and that it seems like it will never end? Well, the first holidays and possibly the second will be as shocking. And it's going to make you feel like you're all the way back to the beginning and that your grief will never end. So in preparation for your first holidays, I'm going to share three things to prepare for three things to help you get through, and three things to consider doing differently during these first holidays. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, Then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in the Czech Republic, our spotlight country this week. And wow, California, you are still the state with the most downloads. I hope this serves as a reminder that whatever state or country you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, the holidays are extremely hard and make you feel that you have made no progress at all. Even if you started to think that you were, they're going to make you feel lonely, maybe abandoned and bring back a lot of the pain from the beginning. And while acknowledging the special hardness of the holiday, please know that you will make it through. I promise you are going to make it through the holidays this year. It doesn't matter if you're one week, one month, or 10 months into the process. The holidays are a special kind of grief wave. They're higher and harder, and all you want is for them to be over and to be over now. There's no getting around them. And with all the commercialism that we enjoy in the U.S., you know, the happiness, excitement, and the joy of the season is constantly in your face since October. And this makes the comparison trap hard to escape as people at work or church or in your social circles and family are decorating and singing. So even when there's a smile on your face, in front of those people, you're crying on the inside. Now, I want to share a disclaimer and say that if you've just begun your grief journey and you're just a few months into it, the first and second holidays will be the worst. Remember, in the beginning, you're kind of walking through a fog, which is your brain protecting you from experiencing everything at once. So your second holiday may be as tough or tougher. So why are the first holidays the worst? 
a lot of times it's because like grief, you had no idea it would be so hard that it would hurt so much and that it would take so long. So holidays are also uncharted territory. They are another thing you have no idea how to navigate. And then you kind of fear what's going to happen as you walk through them. If your loved one was the person in your home to create and maintain traditions, the void is even larger. All you can see is what you don't have this year. The empty chair at the table, the special gifts, the laughter, singing you were used to, the joy of being with those you love, and your identity as the wife, daughter, sister, mother, best friend, aunt, cousin, your go-to person. Their absence is so loud, it's all you can see. And at times, you feel like you're the only one who feels it in that way. You'll see your loved one in every situation from years past, but you will feel the pain of not seeing them in every situation this year. If you're daring, you'll pull out Christmas ornaments and the memories will flood over you. Monica and I had gotten out of the gift-giving tradition and we would support a family in need instead. So her last Christmas, she found this willow nativity set at Hallmark. Now you know, those willow pieces, they ain't cheap. And she wanted the whole set. I tried to talk her into doing one piece or two pieces per year to kind of build the set over time, but she wasn't having it. She said that we didn't know what next year would bring, and she wanted to get the whole set. I look back, and I'm thankful that she pushed for that first year. The whole Willow Nativity set stayed in the box. An added pressure is how to interact with others, and then how you feel like you're supposed to be around others. So you may not feel like interacting at all. You might want to boycott Christmas. Not the meaning of Thanksgiving or Christmas, but the social aspects of it. I have a sweet friend who lost both of her parents in the same day in a very traumatic way. The parents were so involved in her life and the lives of her family. And at Christmas, they were the ones that did a lot of baking and had signature treats every year for decades. They lit up the holidays and loved on my friend's children. After their death, my friend and her sister couldn't bear the idea of having those same gatherings without the ones who made it special. They, together, took off to the beach and spent time with the only other person in the world who could understand. So to help you through these first or maybe second holidays, you need to know three things to prepare you. You need to do three things to get through. And you need to consider three things that are kind of out of the box. So three things to prepare you. First, prepare yourself that it's going to be harder than you imagined so that you're not thinking that you're falling back to the beginning all over again or that you're not strong. Thanksgiving and Christmas will be everywhere all day long. It will be at church, at work, on television, in the stores, at restaurants, and, well, everywhere. You just have to hold on when you think you can't. But the holidays will not last forever. They just feel like they do. The second thing, be prepared that everywhere you turn, you're going to be faced with reminders, either smells, music, well-meaning people, Anything that's going to trigger something that can throw you into the pit. You're going to be asked to too many gatherings. 
or you may be asked to go to none, depending on what people think you need. You will be tempted to isolate yourself, so be prepared for that and fight the temptation. The third thing, be prepared to feel especially alone and be prepared to feel fed up with the commercials, the social media pictures of the families posting their best holiday life. So in preparation, you might want to limit your time watching television and stay off social media unless you are okay to see that. Okay, three things to decide as you get through the holidays. Decide now if you want to have dinner with a family or friends or at work or with all or none. This is totally your choice. You may not want to be at home alone. If that's the case, then go to as many gatherings as you can handle, but do leave time to rest. You may want to stay home alone and isolate yourself. And this is okay to do from time to time, but it's not a good idea to do all the time. If nothing else, let friends or family bring you a plate of food and visit with you for a little while. I know it's going to feel easier to be alone, but in the long term, it's not. I'm speaking specifically for the holidays right now. Second thing, decide to be flexible in your decision making without guilt. Yes, make a plan. But if things change at the last minute and you're ready to have a meltdown, it's okay to change the plan. You're allowed to change your mind. You and not others make the decisions for you right now. After Monica died, I told Trish that I would come and spend the holiday with them. And the week before, I started getting anxious, <laughs> nervous, and I was unsure I would make it through without bringing everyone down. I went back and forth in my head. I couldn't sleep. And finally, I just said, you know what? I'm not coming. She made sure I was okay and checked on me later in the day. See, real friends, real family, real family, they will be okay with whatever you need to do right now. And the third thing, the biggest thing that you have to decide to do is fix your eyes on God and be intentionally thankful for what he's still doing in your life, for how he is getting you through this. Be thankful for the reason of the holidays, Thanksgiving and especially Christmas, as Jesus was sent for us. This was a struggle for me, but the reason of the season can't be diminished even through grief. And if you are struggling with that right now, knowing that you should feel a certain way, because it's Christmas, but having more anger than you know what to deal with, then that is the focus of your prayers and your interactions with God right now. And lastly, three things to consider during these holiday seasons. First one, consider creating a new tradition for your family and yourself, whatever the case may be, to be able to transition y'all from what it was to what it will be. And we're going to talk more about this on a later episode. Secondly, consider helping someone else during this time. Yes, volunteer somewhere or with someone to get your mind off of you and your loss. If you like baking or cooking, consider doing that for someone. There's a million opportunities out there. Check the soup kitchen, the homeless shelter, your church, social services, hospice agencies, the hospital, mental health agencies, and the list goes on. 
You can also participate in the angel tree that a lot of churches have. You can take someone to a doctor's appointment. I'm telling you, there's just so many needs out there that you could fill one this holiday season and it will change your perspective a little bit, at least in that moment. The third thing, consider writing a letter to your loved one. Share with them what you're feeling, what you're dealing with, and the things you miss most about them. Write down the best Thanksgiving or Christmas memory in detail. This is hard, and in the moment, you're going to feel like you're heading back to the pit. But you're connecting with them, and you're feeling gratitude for what you shared. And you'll have a detailed memory to go back to for years to come while seeing the progress that you've made. If I had saved the letter that I wrote to Monica, I would certainly read it right here because it was something. I poured out all of my anger on about two sheets of paper, typed, not handwritten. It was typed. I needed to, like it was just coming out of my head. I was typing just as fast as I was thinking. And what I shared in there started out with a lot of anger, a lot of confusion, like, why in the world did you think you were healed and took us on that journey and you weren't healed? Did you know? Did you know you weren't healed? Because you put us through a lot. It went on and on. I also shared that now I had to deal with her family who became my second family and they weren't always easy to deal with. But now I had to deal with them and, <laughs> and I had to take care of everything that happened in the house when things went wrong. I had to do all the grass cutting and the weed eating and every stupid detail of everything that I resented and all the details of what I resented. It was so strange because then it started turning to, wow, God, thank you for the fact that I still have a house and a roof over my head. And I'd flip back to the anger. But by the end of it, the letter was more about my gratitude of what I had experienced while she was sick in her faith journey and even in the pain of grief and even having to deal with the holidays alone, I realized I wasn't alone. So this, this letter I'm telling you to write may start out with a lot of anger, but if you keep going, you're going to walk yourself through the things you do have, the things God has done, the things God is doing. And then a little hope may creep in to, God, I want the future you have for me. I don't see it. I don't feel it. But I know you have it for me. That's the importance of this letter. Your journey works for the week are prepare your heart for the holidays. Know that it's going to be ridiculously hard. It's going to make you confused again. It's going to, you're going to feel the pain you haven't felt in a very long time. And you'll just be surrounded with reminders of what you don't have. So right now, it's very important for you to focus on what you do have. Go back to your faith resume. Remind yourself of what God has done in your life because he will continue to do that. If you feel like you're back to the beginning, know that that's normal. It's not the reality. It's how it feels, but it's normal. And just keep doing your three things, you're praying, you're reading, you're rising, keep doing those things. And as always, here are some other ways to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group. If you've been thinking about it, not ready to commit, maybe now's a good time to take that step. You'll be a part of an amazing group 
of faith-filled women, and even in the midst of the pain, they are there to encourage each other and lift each other up. It's a blessing for me to see the interactions. You can also purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop for you or for somebody else. It's broken down into four sections like a mini support program to give direction and action steps to take right now. Don't forget, if you're in the private Facebook group, there's a 10% discount on that. If you don't have a church home, then visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to the Facebook group and Open Door Church are in the show notes. Also, if you feel stuck right now and scared for the holidays and you want to schedule even a one-time coaching session, just go to grief2greatday.com to schedule that. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. He still has a plan for your life. And keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch. Keep taking those steps, small or slow or ugly, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.